Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here, my friends, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 p.m., and then the program repeats at 10 p.m. those same days. We archive it. We're on all of our audio platforms, and if you are listening live at 4 o'clock on this Tuesday, June 9th, you can also watch the program live on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Domestic Church Media. Also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Domestic Church Media. Also live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. And again, if you have any of our audio platforms, of course, any one of our four Domestic Church Media radio stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but also streaming live from our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. We are also streaming live. If you have that uh, lovely, lovely uh, Domestic Church Media mobile app that has everything you need uh, for Domestic Church Media and more, much, much more, uh, streaming live there on both audio and video. And uh, also if you have the Amazon Echo or Google Home devices, the speaker devices, all you have to say is play Domestic Church Media, and we'll stream live over those devices as well. All kinds of ways, my friends, and I'm so happy you are here. Uh, as always, I thank the Lord for affording me this opportunity to be here with you, to share the joy of our faith, the joy of the gospel in these very, very challenging and strange times, strange times in which we live. And we look to Mother Church for that beautiful haven of, of hope and peace and love. And as a Catholic lay apostolate, my brothers and sisters, it is my prayer every day, 24-7, that we're here for you, uh, that you know that and that you use us as a resource of that peace that only Jesus can bring. He himself said that, and um, we are very honored to be a, an apostolic effort here in the media, not just locally anymore here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but literally, literally globally, to share the good news. So anyway, I'm happy you're here, hoping you're enjoying these beautiful June days that we've been having the past uh, few days. Lovely, lovely weather. And um, thanking you again for being a part. And hopefully as things begin to open up and reopen, you know, my friends, uh, uh, things... Um, Still not the same, and people will say, well, they'll never be the same. I don't like the term, the new normal. I like the term, let's just get back to the way the Lord wants it to be and uh, open our hearts and our, our minds to his will in all things. So uh, today I do want to share with you some of our Holy Father's um, teachings over the weekend on the Trinity. Last week I started but didn't really have a chance to finish 
something that I found um, on Pope Francis, uh, he had given a uh, a teaching earlier this year. Um, let me get real quick get to it here. I have all kinds of all kinds of notes in front of me. Um, whoops, there we go. Back in uh, not quite sure when this was. Oh, the fourth Sunday of Lent, uh, of Easter, I'm sorry, the fourth Sunday of Easter. Uh, Holy Father offered a handful of distinctions so we can recognize the voices we hear in our conscience. Is it God or is it the other guy? And boy, oh boy, today. And then, of course, then over the weekend, it's been, I know it's been going viral. The number of people have sent it to me, this letter from Archbishop uh, Vigano, the letter he sent to President Trump regarding the battle, the spiritual battle that we're in between good and evil. I think we all know that and have known that. Uh, but I, I'll talk a little bit about that. I won't get into a lot of detail yet because I really want to do a little bit more research in this. Um, I know it's making the rounds, and uh, so we want to talk about that as well. There's a lot to talk about this week, uh, you know. And, and uh, uh, But first, of course, and foremost, we're going to pray so wherever you are, my friends, however you're listening or watching, whenever, uh, I'm inviting you to uh, pray for all of your special needs. We're going to pray for the world. Pray for our country. Pray for our country. Pray for all the evil that we see um, all over. And, and pray for the good men and women in all walks of life, in all vocations of life who are people of goodwill, uh, who because of one label or another placed on them or their vocation, and you know, no matter what it is, my goodness, who are, we're just seeing such horrific division. Um, and, and we know that that comes from the devil. Division does not come from God. The devil is a divider. And so we're seeing that being manifested in so many ways and in so many areas of life where it's really even seeping into to family life and, and to church. Oh, boy, you know. So we pray for that unity, and we pray for all of those intentions you have in your heart. We're also going to pray for our friend Maria. Um, she's off the ventilator, praise God, and that, that is a miracle. And tonight uh, at 7 p.m., um, there's going to be a um, Zoom rosary being prayed for her. Zoom is such a new thing, you know. It really didn't have much uh, uh, visibility until the whole pandemic situation, but now everybody's using it. Um, it just always reminds me of the Brady Bunch, the way it lines up. But <laughs> Anyway, there's going to be a special rosary tonight, 7 p.m., uh, and you are invited. Now, I'm not going to give you the, the link because it's, it's a number of different numbers and letters and things. Uh, if you're familiar with the Zoom and how to use it, what I'll do is after the program, I'll put it on our um, website, and I'll also do a Facebook entry uh, that will have the link there. So you can, at 7 o'clock, pray with, I'm sure, thousands of others. Uh, it's being led by our friend Father Chris Walsh, and it is for the intention that we pray, of course, in the healing and the miracle for our friend Maria. So that'll be 7 o'clock tonight. But I'll get that out on our website uh, after the program. 
and on our Facebook page. So you can just click the link and then zoom that way uh, to pray. So another another powerful prayer event. But let's begin, my brothers and sisters, now as we begin all good things. That is in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we'll pray the prayer that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, gave us to pray to Blessed Mother to protect us from the pandemic. Now, we're seeing a lot of good news, aren't we, about this pandemic. Last week, I shared with you, uh, doctors in Italy have determined that the virus in in Italy is clinically gone. Uh, We're seeing the numbers of new cases and deaths drastically decrease. Of course, they suspected this might happen in in the warmer weather. But then also reports saying that the um, even the, the those who now are getting the virus, it's a less potent virus. The virus itself is mutating in such a way that it it's becoming less potent. Uh, that's another report I read. Um, also heard from the World Health Organization. You may have heard the news last night or this morning, uh, saying that those who are asymptomatic are very much unlikely uh, being the ones who spread it. Uh, So all these, and and it is all good news. Uh, One thing we want to watch for is all these demonstrations and protests that have been taking place over the past uh, week to 10 days. By this coming weekend, if we don't see spikes in new cases of this coronavirus, given all that, and these in these particular cities where all these demonstrations are taking place, that's got to be good news, too. I'm not a physician, I'm not a virologist, but I, I, it just would seem to me all that those people who were not socially distancing, thousands of them, that if the virus doesn't spike in those cities, that something is, uh, something good is happening. Now, I, I do believe and I shared this with you, that on March 27th, when the Holy Father led the world in a holy hour, it was determined in Italy that it was that day that the number of new cases began to decline. And, of course, the Holy Father just a couple of weeks ago led the world in, in a worldwide rosary. So the power of prayer is, is, is just beyond words. So let's now pray for all of your intentions and the intentions of the world. Pray for our president. Pray for our political leaders that they work for peace and justice in all areas of life. And pray, my brother, my brother and sister, pray for our, our men and women who serve in uh, police departments around the country. Because, you know, we see the bad news and the bad, the individuals in, who, who wear the uniform who have done horrible things. A very small minority of the entire population of our police forces around the country. So we pray for them, these men and women who dedicate their lives and put themselves in harm's way day in and day out to protect us. Pray for them. Pray for our president. And pray for our other leaders, that they're enlightened to truth. So we begin, my friends, as we begin all good things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. In this present tragic situation, when the whole whole world is prey to suffering and anxiety, we fly to you, Mother of God and our Mother, to seek refuge under your protection. Virgin Mary, turn your merciful eyes toward us amid this coronavirus pandemic. 
Comfort those who are distraught and mourn their loved ones who are, have died and at times are buried in the way that grieves them deeply. Be close to those who are concerned for their loved ones and who are sick and who, in order to prevent the spread of the disease, cannot be close to them. Fill them with the hope those who are troubled by the uncertainty of the future and the consequences for the economy and employment. Mother of God and our Mother, pray for us to God, the Father of mercies, that this great suffering may end and that hope and peace may dawn anew. Plead with your divine Son, as you did at Cana, so that the families of the sick and the victims be comforted and their hearts be opened to confidence and trust. Protect those doctors, nurses, health care workers, and volunteers who are on the front line of this emergency and who are risking their lives to save others. Support their heroic effort and grant them strength, generosity, and continued health. Be close to those who assist the sick night and day and to priests who, in their pastoral concern and fidelity to the gospel, are trying to help and support everyone. Blessed Virgin, illumine the minds of men and women engaged in scientific research that they may find effective solutions to overcome the virus. Support national leaders that with wisdom, solicitude, and generosity they may come to the aid of those lacking the basic necessities of life and may devise social and economic solutions inspired by farsightedness and solidarity. Beloved Mother, help us to realize that we are all members of one great family and to recognize the bond that unites us so that in a spirit of fraternity and solidarity we can help to alleviate countless situations of poverty and need. Make us strong in faith, persevering in service, constant in prayer. Mary, consolation of the afflicted, embrace all your children in distress and pray that God will stretch out his all-powerful hand and free us from this terrible pandemic so that life can serenely resume its normal course. To you who shine on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope, do we entrust ourselves, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. And in response to our Holy Father's request, we're going to pray the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the ancient Subtum Presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother. Holy Father requested these prayers be prayed every day, almost two years ago. He requested they be prayed every day with the specific intention of praying to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And again, my brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for praying together uh, at this time. It's a wonderful way to begin our time together. 
And I often think about, you know, are these great blessings <clears throat> that are our radio stations here at Domestic Church Media that go as far south as do uh, lose Delaware from our Cape May uh, location all the way up to northern Hunterdon County, uh, out into southeastern Pennsylvania, over to the shore area of New Jersey, parts of Middlesex County. I mean, just the, the beauty of this is that these airwaves are opened up to the truth of Jesus Christ, and we have this opportunity to come together in prayer and raise these prayers up. This is why I always, I always imagine, you know, in the mornings when we have the rosary on at 930 with Father Groeschel, that so many people praying that rosary at the same time around the tri-state area uh, is just a powerful, powerful thing. Uh, and we need to keep doing that, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, because there is so much danger, and I'm talking spiritual danger in the world. I'm not talking about the, the virus. I'm talking about spiritual danger that is so prevalent in so many areas of our culture. There is a battle between good and evil going on. We've known that. There has been from the very beginning, but we're seeing it now manifest itself in ways I think like we've never seen it manifest itself in this country before. And uh, as you know, um, I'm going to pull it up here if I can find it. I have a number of things in front of me. Archbishop... um, Carlo uh, Vigano wrote this letter to President Trump over the weekend, a three-page letter that was dated June 7th, warning President Trump of a spiritual battle he believes currently wages between good and evil in our country. And he referred to the battle as biblical, saying he believes it is between the children of light and the children of darkness. And and he explained these two sides. And this is a letter to the president. As clear separation between the offspring of the woman and the offspring of the serpent and that deep state. We've heard that term in many areas of of our uh, uh, country, society, over the past few years. This deep state groups are waging war against goodness. And the archbishop said to President Trump in this letter for the first time, the United States has in you a president who courageously defends the right to life, who's not ashamed to denounce and persecute the persecution of Christians throughout the world, who speaks of Jesus Christ and the right of citizens to freedom of worship. Uh, He said your participation in the March for Life and more recently your proclamation of the month of April as National Child Abuse Prevention Month are actions that confirm which side you wish to fight on. You know, you can say all you want about President Trump and his past. I don't know the man's heart. Now, his past, you know, like all of us, we all have a past. (laughs) Let's face it. I think if we went back to the late 1970s, early 1980s, you wouldn't know me in many ways, because of some of the the lifestyle uh, behaviors I had at the time. Um, But praise God, we all change by God's grace. Could you imagine the, the, uh, the Romans in the time of St. Paul 
when they heard him preach and, and saw what he was doing, and says, is this the same Paul who was persecuting Christians? It was a conversion. So to look at our current president, President Donald Trump, to see what he has done in the three and a half years he's been in office that support life in so many ways, support goodness in so many ways. People will dispute that. People will argue with you. People will fight with you. They'll insist that that he's from hell. <laughs> that he, he's, you know, he's, he's, but just look at what he's done. As Archbishop uh, Vigano pointed out in this letter, and he said, and I do dare to believe that both of us are on the same side of this battle, albeit with different weapons. Um, he said he addressed what he believes in the mainstream media's attack on truth and goodness, and he encourages the children of light to come together and make their voices heard through the power of prayer. What we do here, my, my dear friends, and have been doing now for so long— was placed on my heart many, many years ago. And it's nothing that I've done. It's, I say this all the time, and I, I truly mean it. It's through no merit of my own. You know, Mother Angelica would always say, and it's, I, I'm, I'm living proof of this, but Mother Angelica would always say, God chooses, do, chooses dodos to do his work. And from all the people he could have asked to do this, I was the dodoist of the dodos, I suppose, and he got me, you know, inspired me and prompted me and encouraged me and, and others who have since joined me because I have a wonderful, wonderful uh, team here at Domestic Church Media, beginning with Cheryl and uh, board of directors and, and others who volunteer and help and who believe them. Of course, you are good listeners and supporters who support the mission. But I think now we're going to see the need more than ever for the light of what we bring to you here. Because the world is getting darker by the day. There is a battle between light and darkness, good and evil. There has been, as I said, and as you know from the very beginning, but it's manifesting itself right now in the 21st century in this country that still stands as a, a beacon of light for nations around the world. You know, people have made the point of we have a million immigrants coming into this country every year, and they're coming here for a reason. They're not coming here because there's oppression and repression and all the other ills that people say this country has. They're coming here because there's freedom. Freedom to live as children of God. Freedom to pray. Freedom to worship. Freedom to, to, to earn a living, freedom to, to make something of yourself, to use your God-given gifts and talents in whatever vocation or position that might be. Here, more than any other country in the world, that opportunity presents itself. To be educated, to be, to, 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 to be someone who can make a difference in the world. A million immigrants every year come here for that reason. But we see there is darkness. And Archbishop Vigano is encouraging the children of light. That's you. That's you listening right now, watching right now. To come together 
and make our voices heard through prayer. And he then in his letter to the president continued, Archbishop Vigano said, what more effective way is there to do this, Mr. President, than, than by prayer, asking the Lord to protect you, the United States, and all of humanity from the enormous attack of the enemy. Before the power of prayer, the deceptions of the children of darkness will collapse, their plots will be revealed, their betrayal will be shown, their frightening power will end in, in nothing, brought to light and exposed for what it is, an infernal deception. Now, how many times over the past three and a half years, even before that, but especially during this current presidency, have we heard about deception on the other side of those who have tried to take down a president who have have done what they've done, and again, this isn't political now. This is spiritual, and Archbishop Vigano wrote to the president saying he believed the attack to which you were subjected to after your visit to the National Shrine of Saint John Paul II is part of the orchestrated media narrative, and and that remember we brought that up last week when um, the Archbishop of Washington said it was reprehensible that the president should be there and be all that other nonsense. There's an outcry. You know, we have, between now and Election Day in this country, have to pray. We have to pray that God's will be done, that people's hearts and minds are open to truth. That's the key. Truth. And Today, people are not sure where to find that truth. Now, of course, we're not a political operation. We're not, you know, we're not Fox News here or, or any other uh, mainstream media outlet. We're, we're an apostolate. We are here to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to as many people as possible. When hearts and minds are enlightened with the truth of Jesus Christ, they make the right decisions. They vote for the right legislation. They, they support the right candidates and put the right people in office. They're not duped and deceived by the enemy if they have the truth of Christ in their heart. And that's what our job is. Our job is to be an apostolate of light that, that shines that truth into the hearts and minds of all of our listeners and viewers so that you become enlightened by your faith, by the knowledge and practice of our faith, to do what has to be done, to do the right thing, civilly, civically, I'm sorry, civically in our country, as citizens of this country, which is is really the last hope of anything in the world, uh, as far as, uh, uh, you know, uh, politics goes. And to 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 bear that light to as many people as possible. The Archbishop, in his letter to the President, ensured President Trump that the power of prayer will triumph over what he believes is the waging evil. And he concluded with a blessing for the President, the First Lady, and the American people. And so we have to join together our voices on a regular basis to pray. I don't know if you remember, I was talking when George uh, and Bill were here recording their program last week, and 
George Rose and I were having conversation afterwards, and I we were talking about election night 2016. If you remember watching that, I think there's a there's a compilation uh, on YouTube of all the uh, cable and network news anchors and 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 pundits and correspondents as the election results were coming in. You could see them just totally perplexed. They they couldn't understand what was happening as it became quite evident that Donald Trump was going to be the next president. And I remember watching and thinking, there is something divine going on here. There really is. If you remember, um, the uh, opposing candidate was uh, in all the polls leading and was supposed to win. But as the returns and the results came in, I remember sitting there watching and saying, this is, this is God's hand here. For whatever reason, this is God doing something. And now I think over the past three and a half years we've seen, and as Archbishop Vigano pointed out in, in, all, in this letter, about all the, the good that the Trump administration has done for life and, and for people of God, for protection of, of, of the dignity of the human person in so many areas of life in this presidency. We could see why there's such resistance to it, right? And we have to pray the same thing happens, but we, it's, we have to pray. We have to also do our part, uh, you know, as, as citizens of the United States to ensure that the freedoms that have been fought for and died for over the course of our country's history will be upheld and maintained. But again, our responsibility as people of God is on a spiritual level to do all that we can, use the weapon of prayer that we have. Now, he went on, the archbishop went on to talk about the deep church. I'm not getting into that. I want to research that a little bit more. We've had a deep church and undercurrent since Judas. Um, But my point was to point and bring to you to light what the Archbishop wrote to the President regarding our country. So let me take a break. I'll come back. And there is more to come on Come to Me, so stay where you are. Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week, our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hardworking people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God. 
for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. Sin divorces us from God until we pay. We have to pay. Some people pay for everlasting punishment because they will not ask forgiveness. And some people pay in purgatory because they never use this life to cleanse their souls. You know, I look upon every difficulty. I try. Don't they always make it? But I try to make every difficulty an opportunity. Some difficulties make you humble. Some make you forgive, which makes it pleasing to God. Our dear Lord himself said on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Have you ever said that to your neighbor when you forgave them? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. From Bristol to Browns Mills. Shrewsbury to Solbury. Atlantic Highlands to Allentown. Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley. From Lawrenceville to Leonardo. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Alrighty, welcome back, my friends, on this June 9th. Beautiful June 9th, uh, about... Lovely, lovely sunny day as it was yesterday, and I think Sunday too was. I don't know about the rest of the week, but boy, these these past three days have been beautiful. Early June days. Can't believe it's June already, but indeed it is. Uh, as the song says, June is busting out all over. <laughs> From what show? Carousel. I believe it was Carousel. June is busting out all over. Rodgers and Hammerstein. Little musical trivia there. Um. So let's see. We're go, before we get to, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to uh, the Holy Father's teaching. Was this his uh, Angelus? This is his Angelus message from 
Sunday, on Trinity Sunday. Let's do that. But before we do that, um, just to remind you a few things. Uh, first of all, coming up this Monday, which is the going to be the third Monday in June already. Well, June 1st was the first Monday, so though. So anyway, it'll be the third Monday. Well, that, of course, means that Bruce DeBacco will be here uh, with Come to the Throne. So, again, as we do every uh, time we prepare for the next program that Bruce does for us, to, again, remind you, friends, please uh, get your prayer requests to us so we can have Bruce pray for you uh, and for your intentions on Monday. He's live here at 3 o'clock this coming Monday. And you'll be able to call in and pray with him live over the air for all of your special intentions. But you can also uh, send your prayer requests to us. Just email your prayers to pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. That's pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. And I can have them here for Bruce when he comes on Monday. But I know he loves to pray with you live over the air. So um, all those special intentions that you have, all those special needs, those urgent prayers, um, I'm going to ask you please to call and pray with Bruce live over the air on Monday. Because, you know, you're not just praying with Bruce. You're praying with a whole listening audience and viewing audience, as we do also broadcast on our video platforms, um, around the world. So there's a lot of power in those prayers. Now, speaking of the power of prayer, again, I remind you that tonight at 7 o'clock, there will be a Zoom rosary being prayed, led by Father Chris Walsh from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, uh, for our friend Maria. If you remember, last week, Maria was rushed to the hospital. She was having difficulty um, uh, breathing and her, uh, of course, this is our dear young friend who has been diagnosed with a tumor on her brain stem, inoperable, uh, who when diagnosed in January of 2019 was only given three, six, nine months at the most to survive it. And that's almost a year and a half ago. Uh, Maria and her family have been on a, a roller coaster of emotions and and situations, but Maria has led the way by her own deep spirituality, her closeness to the Lord and her suffering in leading people to him. Those miracles that are happening in the wake of all of Maria's suffering and situation are need to be documented. They really do because we're seeing them as fruits of this uh, b- great, great burden that the Lord has placed on Maria's uh, so- shoulders through this uh, inoperable tumor on her brainstem. Anyway, so she was taken to the hospital, put on the, her parents prayed whether or not to put her on the ventilator. They did. Um, all of her vitals began to, uh, um, uh, they were fluctuating, but began to become steady and, and, and where they should be. And then last, at the end of last week, they took her off the ventilator and she is breathing on her own, still in the hospital. But tonight at 7 o'clock, there's going to be a Zoom rosary. This is where you can go on the Zoom website, app, whatever it takes, uh, and pray with so many others for this intention. Again, it's being led by our uh, Father Chris Walsh, who's a priest in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Um, I'm not going to give you the the, the Zoom link here. It's just a lot of numbers and letters, but... um, 
what I'll do is after the program, I'll post the Zoom link on our website, and I'll also get a Facebook, uh, put it on face our Facebook page, so we just have to click on it, 7 o'clock tonight, and pray with I have countless numbers of others praying on this Zoom rosary So for this intention. So we talk about the power of prayer. We've seen, I believe, and I really do believe, my brothers and sisters, that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, uh, from both his Worldwide Holy Hour on March 27th and his Worldwide Rosary a couple of weeks ago, that by the, the prayers of the faithful who joined him, the Vicar of Christ, from around the world for an end to this pandemic, we're seeing day after day now of good news, good reports, good numbers, that this thing may, and I don't know that it, that it will, you'd like to think that it's going to, but it may be on its way to completely disappearing. And it can, you know, now even in spite of what Governor Cuomo said, this is not God who did this, this is me. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to go before the Lord with that one. But anyway, um, we know that just by willing it, that virus can be completely gone. We always, I was talking to my, my son today. We were having a nice FaceTime with the children. And, uh, you know, our, our daughter-in-law is pregnant with her, with their third child. And she's due in early October. And he was saying, I hope this is done by then because, you know, having a baby under these circumstances where the hospital, I guess a friend of his just recently had a, his wife had a baby and, uh, the husband could only be there. The kids couldn't be there, and nobody could visit. And it was just a horrible thing. So we just got to pray this thing out of here. And there's great power there. So when we talk about tonight at seven o'clock, praying for Maria and her situation. Believe in miracles. That's the key. Believe in miracles. So anyway, tonight seven o'clock, there will be a Zoom rosary. Praying for Maria, I'll put the link on our, our homepage, and I'll also put the link on our Facebook page. All you have to do is click on it and join the Zoom rosary, 7 o'clock tonight. And then finally, again, my brothers and sisters, please remember now in these months, these lean, mean months of June, July, and August that have always been traditionally the, the worst months as far as our uh, fundraising efforts go to support our work here. Uh, maybe different this year. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, everything is so different now and schedules have changed and, and, and trends have changed. And But anyway, please, if you haven't, uh, please support Domestic Church Media. If you're on our regular monthly uh, donation program, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, if you, my brothers and sisters, in any way you can um, make a, a significant gift or an extra gift this this time of year, we certainly appreciate that as well. We've had some issues here. We had our we have our twelve sixty transmitter. We're still down at four thousand watts. We need to be at six thousand, but that's because we have one of our transmitter parts that has to be is out for repair. That's going to cost. We have to, uh, in in the Cape May area. We've reduced power down there. We have a a temporary transmitter down there because our transmitter in Cape May had an issue. That's out for repair. That's going to cost money. These are unexpected costs. So just pray about it. Write the check, Domestic Church Media. Send it to P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. That's Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. 
I had a lovely uh, a friend, a listener, call me uh, this afternoon, was writing her check, and she forgot the address and just wanted to verify. So I always love to hear, thank you so much for thinking of us and for taking the time to support us, because we can only do this because of you. We're here by your support as a non-commercial uh, radio apostolate. We need you to support us. God bless you. Right, let's go to Holy Father. This is from Sunday, Trinity Sunday. And this is his Angelus message. And Pope Francis said the Holy Trinity is saving love in a world filled with corruption, evil, and the sinfulness of men and women. I mean, this has become so obvious to everyone, hasn't it? We're just seeing it all over the place. But Holy Father reminds us that the Trinity is the saving love in this world that is so filled with sin. The Holy Father said that uh, though God created a good and beautiful world, after the fall, the world is marked by evil and corruption. He said we men and women are sinners, all of us. God could intervene to judge the world, to destroy evil and chastise sinners. Instead, he loves the world despite its sins. God loves each of us even when we make mistakes and turn away from him. And we're all there, my friend. You know, one thing that I think many of us miss, I know we asked the bishop on uh, Friday when he was with us about confessions, but and there are confessions available certain places, certain ways, certain times, but not quite like we're used to, where, uh, you know, you know confessions are heard at a certain parish at a certain day on a certain time. And I think we all long for that because we know we're sinners. And we know that our Lord instituted this beautiful sacrament of forgiveness, reconciliation, uh, of which we can afford ourselves to go and and, and, and be purified uh, in that way, spiritually purified, forgiven, and absolved of our sins. So we miss that because we realize that, that we are all, all sinners, and we make mistakes. But Holy Father reminds us that God loves each one of us even when we make mistakes. And the Holy Father reflected on the Feast of the Holy Trinity. This is Sunday, as you know. The words of John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Holy Father said these words indicate that the action of the three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is all one single plan of love that saves humanity and the world. And he pointed to the great love of God the Father, who, to save sinners, sent his Son and the Holy Spirit. The Trinity is therefore love, Pope Francis said, all uh, at the service of the world, which he wishes to save and recreate. The sentiment of today, Pope Francis said, is, God loves me. God loves me. As people of faith and and men and women, young people who know the truth, who are able to determine the difference between good and evil, we know when we do something wrong. Our weak human nature, our concupiscence, our failure to to fight off temptation. We know those times when it is difficult 
and we make those mistakes. And in making that mistake, in our offense against God, we have that 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 feeling of, of, of desire for repentance and and to seek God's mercy. And we have to always remind ourselves, as Holy Father said, God loves me. He'll never reject a humble and contrite heart. And, you know, I, I, I was sharing with you, what we shared with you last week, that uh, we have uh, know of someone in a family who just um, suffered the pains of, of uh, suicide. The father of a, of a family, uh, an older gentleman, but with, with grown children and, and a grandchild who, who just, for whatever reason, and only God knows, really, only God can read that heart. We had, of course, Father on with us on Friday to talk about suicide. For whatever reason, this, this poor soul decided that he was going and did end his life. And as we heard uh, Father Ayler say on Friday when he was on our program, that, you know, and as Father Gro, I remember Father Groeschel, Father Benedict Groeschel one time teaching uh, on that particular paragraph from Faustina's Diary 1486, uh, where Jesus revealed to Faustina the conversation between the despairing soul and the all-merciful Lord. That in that, whatever time it is, you know, we end our life here. The soul departs the body, and all of a sudden, we're before God. But that time before final judgment, who can understand it? What, what is time? Once, once we leave this world, there is no time. That all the prayers we pray now, days after someone may have committed suicide, can be applied to that individual soul at the moment of his or her demise even though it's in the past, in our past. It's not in God's past. Everything is in God. To God, everything is present. It's hard. It's, it hurts. Sometimes it hurts to try to think about all this. But the, beauty, the beautiful thing is, is God loves us. And because of that love, he wants every single one of us to be with him forever in heaven. He did not create us for death, that being eternal damnation. He created us for life, that being with him forever in heaven. So Holy Father reminded us of this on Trinity Sunday. He said, according uh, to live a, a Christian life means welcoming God, love, encountering him, searching for him, and placing him first in our lives. And part of the problem, I believe, with the world today in fact, you know, I was watching one of the news broadcasts uh, yesterday morning, maybe, or the day before, uh, one of those morning news, uh, was, I think it was Fox and Friends, and they had on as a guest a, 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 a pastor, I believe it was Baptist pastor, an African-American gentleman from California, and he was talking about the unrest in our country, the, the racial unrest that all of a sudden, I, I thought this had been, we had gone through this 50 years ago, back in the 60s. When, when I, <laughs> and here we are again. But in, in the hearts of men and women, there will always be some form of hatred 
for people who are different, whether it be white against black or black against white or black against Asian or Asian against Italian. Who knows? (laughs) You see it. There's no denying it. It's out there. And sometimes it gets to the extreme point of, of causing horrible physical harm and even death. So what do we do? Well, this Baptist minister who was a guest on, on Fox and Friends, I think it was yesterday morning, just give a very simple re- uh, fix to the whole thing. He said, we've got to bring God back into the world. And he was quoting from Scripture and, and Psalms, and it was beautiful. I was watching it. This is great. It's true. We just have to bring God back into our society. We have to just go and live how God teaches us to live through his word in Scripture. We have to look at each other as a child of God, period. I don't care what color, nationality, creed, race you are. You're a child of God, equal in his sight to me. It doesn't make any difference. And it shouldn't make any difference. Unfortunately, to some people, it does. And always has. And probably, sadly, always will. But if we look at God... Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, triune God, who is love. And people all over the world, whether they realize it or not, are searching for him. Searching for this love, this divine love, that would make each and every person in this world satisfied. And people aren't, especially in in Western culture, where they've pushed God out. There's, don't even think about him. Don't even talk about it. Don't even think about it. And that's why the world is the way it is. As I said, this this, uh, Baptist minister on uh, the newscast yesterday morning Let's give a very, very simple fix to our world problems. And say, okay, well, that's oversimplifying it. Well, not really. If you think about it, if we all just live the word with a capital W, just live that word, we wouldn't have the problems we have today. It's horrible. And I, I, and I know many of you listening and watching you, like me, grew up in the 1960s. You remember those days. I remember 1968 vividly in many ways. The, 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 the tragedy, the, I remember the assassination of, of Martin Luther King. I remember the assassination of Robert Kennedy. I remember the race riots in, in, in Watts. I remember the, uh, the uh, Democratic National Convention. It was Chicago with all the riots and the trouble that went on there. I remember the Vietnam War. I remember that that was a, a, a very tragic and trying chapter of our nation's history. We all remember that if, you've, if you're my age or older. And we're seeing it happen again. It's a result of evil. 
It's a result of sin. It's a result of the of the human spirit giving in to a pagan culture. It's a result of a breakdown in the family. It's a result of 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 immorality. It's it's a result of people putting God out of society, taking him out of the schools, taking him out of government, taking him out of homes. That's why this is happening. People becoming a, a, a secular humanist society. And until we bring God back in, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, most of our efforts, if not all of our efforts, will be futile to solve these problems. But as Archbishop Vigano said, we as children of light must be the ones to, 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 to use the weapon, the powerful weapon that we have in prayer to fight the evil, to shed the light on the darkness in the world, to conquer this darkness. And as Archbishop Vigano said, and it all, we know that, that Jesus is Victor King. We know that he wins. We know that we will see evil defeated in this deep state that we find ourselves in, in our country. We know that we will see evil defeated in the world, but we have to pray and live it. Okay, I'm going to go. Tomorrow, come join me again, 4 o'clock. I'll be here, God willing. Uh, Enjoy the rest of this beautiful June 9th, my brothers and sisters, and uh, let's pray for each other. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. Trust in me.